Welcome to the Bruce Siski Show. Follow the Bruce Siski Show on Twitter to interact anytime. Got something on your mind? You can text Bruce during the show by using the short code 84454. You're listening to the Bruce Siski Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. 1012, it is a Thursday, 15th of February 2024, Bruce Siski Show. On KDAL, good to have you along this morning. Coming up, we are going to talk some women's hockey. Uh, UMV goaltender Haley McLeod in just a few minutes. And then St. Cloud State head coach Brian Adolski after the news break as the Bulldogs take on St. Cloud State this weekend. What's on the line? Well, it's simple. These two teams are going to meet in a best-of-three series to open the WCHA playoffs that begins two weeks from tomorrow. What we don't know is who's going to be the host. Home ice is on the line these next couple of weeks if the Bulldogs can find a way to get three points out of this weekend series against St. Cloud State by any means overtime win and overtime loss win one game in regulation whatever you got to do to get three points then the Bulldogs know that they will host that best of three series in two weeks time at home if they don't it's all going to be on the line next weekend when UMD is at Minnesota and St. Cloud State is at Bemidji State to wrap up the regular season. So that's what's on the line this weekend. Very, very simple for UMD. And we'll see if they can get that done. 245 pregames tomorrow and Saturday here on Katie Yale. Before we get to Haley McLeod, congratulations, Proctor Hermantown. The Mirage are going back to the Girls State Hockey Tournament. Eighth grader Taylor Mannion broke a 0-0 tie. Power play goal early in the third period. And the Mirage would pour it on from there to beat Duluth Marshall 4-zip last night at a jam-packed St. Luke Sports and Event Center in Proctor for the 7A Championship. Katie Sandlin, that name sounds familiar, I wonder why. Izzy Fairchild and Morgan LaValle all scored for the Mirage. They go to state for the fourth year in a row. They beat Marshall for the third year in a row to get to state as the Hilltoppers denied their first ever trip to state. Uh, Mirage will play a Class A quarterfinal Wednesday in St. Paul. Uh, they'll announce the seedings on Saturday morning for the Girls' State Tournament. And at that point, we'll know when and who they play. What I can tell you is, and you can't just go by the QRF for this because the coaches vote and they get all sorts of information when they go to pay, uh, place their votes on the seeds for the state tournament. So you can't just go by what you see in the QRF. But the QRF can tell you a whole lot. So I believe the 8A championship is tonight. Uh, Warroad and Crookston. I think that game is tonight. Warroad is right now second. Orno won its section last night. So Orno, the number one team in the QRF, is going to state. Warroad's got a chance to clinch its spot tonight against Crookston. Duluth Marshall was is third in the latest QRF. They're out. And then it's the Mirage at fourth. So my assumption, and I know assumptions can be very dangerous, is that the Mirage are going to get a seed. Probably the three, maybe the two, outside chance they get the four. But either way, they're going to be a seeded team in the state tournament beginning on Wednesday, quarterfinal game at the Excel Energy Center in St. Paul, and more information to come as we find it out here this weekend. 
earlier this week, in fact, yesterday, down at the Amsoil Arena, had an opportunity to speak with UMD sophomore goaltender Haley McLeod. Go way back. First memory you've got with skates on your feet? Um, going out onto the ice, uh, not being able to skate, and giving my parents a heart attack when they had to watch me go through that. <laughs> okay, now let's fast forward a little bit. First memory with goalie pads on? Um, at first, I told my parents I never wanted to do it, and then I decided all of a sudden that I did, and I gave my parents another heart attack because they had to purchase the gear for me. So, <laughs> um, For them, the gear is that's one thing. Yeah. How they handle the news that Haley, who didn't want to be a goaltender, now wants to be? They were stressed out because that's a very stressful position to put my parents in. They didn't really enjoy watching the games as much anymore. Um, at what point did they kind of come around, or did they ever come around? Are they still stressed out when they see you playing in goal? I think when they realized that I really loved it and enjoyed what I was doing, they felt a little bit better, but they still get stressed watching me play. Talking to UMD sophomore Haley McLeod. So... You've decided you want to be a goaltender. It's a really hard position. There has to have been a point where you're like, I'm kind of good at this. Do you remember that? Do you remember that point where you started to feel like this was something you could do for a while? Um, when I was eight, this was the first year that I really started to play goaltending as like a full-on position, and I got called up to a spring team with some older girls, and I got thrown into a couple of games, and I really enjoyed it, and I had a lot of fun, and I did well, and that was when I was like, okay, this is something I want to do. Was college hockey always a goal for you? Um, at first, no. But as soon as I started to play a little bit higher levels, that's when I realized I wanted to pursue my career in hockey. So you're making your way here to UMD. Tell me about that journey, the, the decision-making process, recruiting process for you that, that landed you here in Duluth. Um, I was switching over to Delta Hockey Academy from the team that I'd been before because my coach decided to leave and go there. And that was when I had been talking to Duluth. And he was the one that helped me um, start that recruiting process. So during that year, it was COVID, so I didn't get to come out for a visit. I didn't get to do any of that stuff. So they took video footage of my practices before the season started, and that was their final, okay, like, would you like to come to Duluth? And here we are. <laughs> How much of a challenge was that, you know, making this decision? That's something, I'll be honest, I haven't thought a whole lot about. But we've got players here as we're out here on the ice watching the men practice. There's players out here that were recruited during COVID that probably went through a lot of what you went through. Um, it was a stressful thing for sure, more so for my parents, just because there was a lot of unknowns. Like, I'd never been to campus before. I'd never seen any of it. I just had to trust what the coaches were giving me, and I had a really good relationship with them, so that helped ease my process, I would say. And just seeing, like, the success from the goaltenders that have been here previously, that really made me confident in my decision. All right, so tell me about the first time you were in Duluth. Uh, first time I was in Duluth was when we got, we got here, I think, April. This was middle of my season or close to playoffs and we got in for our official visit. I was with Tova Henderson who I played hockey with in high school as well so that was our, both our first time being here because we commit around the same time um, and honestly it like opened my eyes like it was a beautiful area the lake right like right the rink being right on the lake was amazing and back home it's super outdoorsy so I felt really at home when I got here. Just the scenery and everything was awesome. So you said it was April. Was there snow? Uh, no, I don't think there was. Because <laughs> this is a fair question, because yeah. some years there is and some years there isn't. We're talking to UMD software, Haley McLeod. Last year, you played behind Emma Soderberg. You got in a few games. I thought you acquitted yourself very well in the games you got in, but how did you feel? What did you learn playing behind one of the, the all-timers in Emma Soderberg last year? 
I think she taught me a lot. She's a very composed goalie, very consistent. You know what you're getting from her every single game. And I think just making sure that I was dialed and competing in practice, she helped me do that and ease my process into getting into the game. So when I got in, I felt very, well, at first I didn't feel ready, but I was able to get there. And yeah, she helped me just feel comfortable in my own skin. We hear a lot from the coaches here about how competitive they want practice to be. How much better are you from having gone through that last year in your freshman year and, and kind of learning as you go during practice, which it's a very high-tempo practice that gets run here? Well, when you're competing at your best every day, you're only going to perform at your best. You're used to being at that level when it comes to game time, so it really prepares us in all aspects of the game. Now that you've kind of worked your way into a, a starting role, sort of, it's you and Ev, and, and it's been basically a rotation. You know, every single weekend you play one game, Ev plays the other. It's been a Friday-Saturday bit here now for a little while. How competitive are the two of you, but at the same time, how close are the two of you? Um, I think the competitiveness honestly brought us closer. Like, we're going through the same thing. It's a tough, long season, and we're helping each other get through it and bringing the best out of each other. How different do you feel the two of you play? Um, I wouldn't say like a cra we're crazy different. I think we just have different areas of the game that we're stronger at. Um, we're both pretty consistent, I would say. We both get the job done, so I don't know. There's not huge differences, in my opinion. It feels like as the season's gone on, if anything, you guys have gotten better. How much of that is that daily that grind of practices and you're pushing each other, and, and Anna Isaac's involved in that as well, that you guys are pushing each other in practice every day? Well, you can only get better when you're being pushed by the best, so yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. You and the sophomore Haley McLeod, our guest. So as you guys look ahead here, you got a chance to get home ice, which obviously you'd rather be at home in the postseason, but you also know no matter what happens, in two weeks you're playing the same team you're playing this weekend in St. Cloud State. That a little weird to think about? It is a little odd, but I mean, it gives us a good like prediction of what's going to happen. It'll help us get used to their systems, get used to their game style, and ultimately just make us more prepared for when that playoff seat time does come. What do you think of, of these last couple of weekends? You're coming off a, a tough loss to Wisconsin, and you have to move on. You have to learn, yes, but you also have to move on. It feels like you guys have done a pretty good job of that here, getting you know 12 out of 12 points the last two weekends. Um, well, a big thing is just not dwelling on our mistakes. This time of year, you can't afford to do that. you got to push past and take advantage of the opportunities that do arise. So taking those points from St. Thomas was huge for us, just to bounce back. What do you think of Reese Hunt's weekend? It seemed like she, uh, every time that, in all seriousness, every time the line was on the ice, it felt like they were a threat to score, which for you, when you're back at the other at the other end of the rink and net, that's got to feel pretty good. Yeah, it did feel good. She was amazing this weekend. I haven't seen a performance like that in a while, and it was awesome to see. There haven't been a ton of those types of games where you guys have scored a lot of goals and, and, and gotten some separation. How different is that for you as a goaltender? I, I, I'm not saying you're going to relax in there, but does it allow you to play a little more free knowing that you've got three, four goals of an advantage? Ultimately, it doesn't really change my game plan, but it does provide me a little bit more comfort knowing if something does happen, I have a team that's backing me up. All right, so St. Cloud, you saw them at their place in December. They took four or six points. You're trying to get home ice here this weekend. What do you remember about that series? Maybe some keys here as you look forward to this weekend because these are two teams that don't give up a whole lot. Um, yeah, like you said, we don't give up a lot. We have goal, both, at, both ends have good goaltending, so I think it's just going to be who can capitalize on the opportunities that are given to them. 
All right, so as you come in here, 35, right? I, I, I don't know why I can't remember goaltenders' numbers. I look at your, I get your pads and I memorize your pads and I don't remember your numbers. Is there a story behind that number or is it just kind of the number you wanted to wear here? Um, honestly, there isn't really a story. I came in and I wanted number 30, but that was So's number, so I settled for number 35, and it stuck. It stuck. Haley McLeod, Bulldog sophomore goaltender. She's been the Friday starter with F. Gascon playing on Saturday. We'll see if that continues. Bulldogs in St. Cloud State tomorrow and Saturday here on KDAL. 10-24, more to come on the Bruce Siski Show. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm in West Lafayette, Indiana, where tonight the Golden Gopher men's basketball team will take on second-ranked Purdue. We'll have a preview after this. We are professionals. We are family and friends. We are volunteers. We are community partners. We are a team dedicated to helping you succeed. We help protect and serve America's businesses. When you need us, we're here to help. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Rated A-plus superior by AM Best Company. Minnesota head coach Ben Johnson says nothing will be easy against Purdue tonight, but his Golden Gopher team has a golden opportunity. Obviously, you're playing against uh, one of the best, if not the best team in the country, and I think one of the toughest places to play in the country. That's a challenge within itself, but one that like, our guys will be excited for, the opportunity to go in there and compete against the best and try to measure up. If you're a competitor, you're, you're anxious for this game. You're looking forward to this game. You're looking forward to try to get a bad taste out of our mouth and get a huge road win. Um, each game, when you're at this stage, is obviously valuable, but you can't lose sight of the game at hand. You can't think too far down the road with your preparation or with what you need to do. We need to do things that that improve our team and, and help us put in position to play well versus Purdue. And if you do those things and you're about the right habits, and I just think over time it takes care of itself down the road, but we got to focus on continuing to get better and to grow and to learn as a team so that we can continue to have these meaningful games. I think that's the best part about the position we're in now is that these games are meaningful for a lot of reasons. And the way you continue to have them be meaningful is you just got to continue to play well and win. That's Minnesota coach Ben Johnson, and that's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. With the Golden for men's basketball team in West Lafayette, I'm Mike Grimm. Coast to coast. They're right there in front of us. They don't see them. Late nights on KDAL. 10.30 on this Thursday morning. Hey, quick shout out to UMV kicker Curtis Cox. A university pointed out this to us yesterday. Uh, Cox was looking for some volunteer hours last year, and in November, it turned out he had a chance to save somebody's life. A two-year-old is in need of a bone marrow transplant, and Cox had signed up to be a part of Be The Match, which I'm a part of, actually, as well. You just do a swab, and they notify you if you're a match. The problem was he was halfway across the country, this two-year-old, so Cox decided in January that he and his sister, Caitlin, would fly to Washington, D.C. for the procedure. Procedure went without a hitch. Two-year-old got the transplant. Cox pinned his recovery back home with family, has returned to Duluth. And so far, the two-year-old is doing very well as well. Awesome. Read more at northernnewsnow.com. Hats off. Curtis Cox of the UMD football team. 1031 UMD and St. Cloud State women's hockey this weekend. You'll hear from St. Cloud's head coach, Brian Adolski, coming up. We're all brought to you by Sanju. Sanju Polaris. 
Sanju.com with the cars are. CBS News is next on KDAL. The Ruth Siski Show. I've always wanted to be in the witness protection program. Fresh start. No debts, no baggage. I've already got my name picked out. Lord Rupert Everton. I'm a, uh, a shipping merchant who raises fancy dogs. That's the life. On 610 and FM 103.9. KDAL. 10.36. Tomorrow we'll preview the Bulldog men's games against Denver. Denver coach David Carl and UMD men's assistant Cody Chupp. Both of us on the radio show tomorrow. Good luck, Grand Rapids Greenway girls. 7AA championship tonight against Andover. That's at Fogarty Arena in Blaine at 7. Superior boys quarterfinal in Division One Section 1 at Eau Claire Memorial tonight. That's also a 7 o'clock start. Full playoff pairings and scores as we have them from uh, the last uh, couple of days. All that can be found KDAL610.com. My chat now with St. Cloud State women's coach, Brian Adolski. Before we get to this year's Huskies team, just kind of briefly tell me about your journey back to college hockey uh, year two here at St. Cloud State. Yeah, after uh, my time at North Dakota, spent uh, a little bit of time at Culver Academy for a season and uh, after that had an opportunity to uh, coach overseas uh, with the Chinese professional women's team that was playing in Russia and then uh, out of that I got to coach uh, Chinese uh, Olympic uh, team in Beijing so quite an adventure and but nice to be back uh, in the U.S. and uh, and my roots in the Midwest and family and uh, WCHA. So good stuff. What was that experience like coaching in China and then coaching their national team? <laughs> I'll write a book one day. But, um, <laughs> um, you know, it, it was all great growth for me. Um, just learning to communicate, deal with situations that are obviously out of your control. Throw a little COVID in there on top of it, dealing with that, being overseas. Um, it was very interesting. I grew a lot as a person, uh, as a coach, uh, and I thought it was a great experience. Talking to St. Cloud State women's coach Brian Adolski. So what's this been like at St. Cloud, a, a Huskies team that it feels like you guys are on the rise here? Well, definitely a uh, record the last couple of years has uh, improved over what was going on prior. Um, I really feel like we're, we're in that middle ground where we're competitive with the top teams, but we're, we're having a hard time just finishing the deal and getting over the hump in a lot of games with them, even though they're probably closer and tighter than they've ever been. So um, it's been an interesting journey so far. Um, we've made a lot of strides, but uh, eager to kind of finish that and push into trying to be in that top group. Obviously, you guys want to win, and that that's first and foremost. But at the same time, you know, I've talked to enough coaches over the years. There, there's a process that goes into this. How do you feel your group has progressed within that in, in terms of, of growing the way that, that you felt like they could grow from the second you got there? Um, so first year, all the credit to the players for buying in and, and competing. There wasn't a lot of changeovers. We're seeing things are different. Transfer portal. I really felt like you know, uh, coming into this year, we had some good depth. We had uh, increased uh, talent overall, and I, I thought we were poised to, to have a, a good year. Um, we lose two of our D uh, out for the season. Both of them taking medical 
redshirt years that that hurt those were both top four kids for us um it's been i guess that's where the disappointment is for me because we never played with our full team one game this year so you know we patched it together and uh, that's a credit to some of our depth but uh it was never uh the group we intended or thought we would have on the ice this season and so to see us so close yeah it's a little disappointing that uh you know we weren't able to field our full team uh start to finish it's been one of those years it feels like in a lot of places how do you feel your group has fought through that it it, it feels like i say I, just a couple of weekends ago we were at amsoil with with uh with you know women's and men's double headers and only one of the teams out of the four had a full lineup in either of the games that they played that weekend so it, it's it seems like it's almost an epidemic all over the place but how do you feel your group has fought through and, and you, you guys are in a position here you still have a chance at home ice with two weekends to go yeah i mean we haven't addressed it a whole lot um and i guess part of that was you know there's not much you can do no one feels sorry for you you got to figure out a way and be competitive and i mean and the whole reason he even bugs me a little is just that we're so close to getting over the hump that i know what that looks like with you know having a full lineup and so um yeah i mean that's what uh coaches have to figure it out to problem solve and put people in situations to be successful to develop our players to be able to step up and i think for the most part you know happy with uh, how the groups responded to some of that adversity because um you know, everyone's going to miss, you know, a player on a weekend or a couple weeks here or there. That's going to happen with illness and injury, you know. But when you lose them for the full season, like, that's entirely different. Talking to St. Cloud State coach Brian Adolski. Yeah, I'm, I look at your roster, a lot of familiar names. Clara Himlarova, Taylor Lind, Emma Gentry. These are players that have been fixtures in this program. These are players that have been leaders for you. What can you say about your older players in, in terms of, of the work that's been done here the last couple of years? Well, all the credits to them. They were hungry for change. They wanted um, a better experience. Uh, they, they wanted to, you know, uh, build a program that was successful and so you know those three kids you mentioned taylor lynn and larova and gentry like they've been a big part of the turnaround not only on the ice but leadership in the locker room um, work ethic and practice all the little details it takes uh, to be successful uh, those kids have been front and center when you go through a coaching change like these kids did, you know, how much did you lean on them from the, the, the second you got there? Like you said, you know, they wanted a change, and, and, and now they're leading the way for you. Well, as soon as I got here, yes, uh, those three plus uh, the rest of our leadership group was instrumental in, you know, controlling the room. So it's one thing, I mean, coaches advise <laughs> we can share experiences and kind of point to the way but those kids need to do the work and those kids need to you know toe the line in the locker room and with their teammates and um because the coaches aren't we're really with them in their overall day and lives a very short amount of time during the day like culture is the leadership and how they're behaving outside of uh, the realm of uh, the staff a lot of times so um 
like I said, those kids have been terrific, and that's a big part of what we're doing and how we're competitive. When we saw you, we, we, we were getting ready to, to uh, talk about St. Cloud UMD meeting back in December at your place. We were joking about you know, the, the four goaltenders that these two teams have and, and how little they give up. And these are two teams that are still at this point in the season. They play 30 games and they're allowing fewer than two goals per game. You've got Sonny Ahola and the former Bulldog Jojo Chillback. How good has your goaltending been here, especially this year? Well, it makes my job easier when your goaltenders give you a chance to win every game, you know. Uh, obviously, um, that makes uh, things a lot easier. So, in all four of them, don't give up uh, bad goals. Stop the ones they're supposed to and a handful of ones they probably shouldn't. Um, and that's a recipe for success. And so, I know that's the driving force uh, behind our club. And uh, I would tell you that's a big part of Duluth as well. How important is the dynamic between the two of them and, and how they, they operate, not just during games, but during the week? And you know, It feels like any good goaltending tandem, you know, you, they're both pushing each other. They're both getting better at the same time. 100%, Bruce. I would say that the reason they're both successful is because they're both having success. And they're both, you know, you don't want to be the weak link. And, you know, having and knowing, you know, they, they're each getting their game allows them to prepare for that game. And they're both in tough majors. They both, you know, um, are helping each other because of that success and, and keeping each other on their toes. And so, yeah, it's worked really well for us. And obviously, uh, you know, Duluth has the same thing going with two elite goaltenders. Our hockey people up here can be very territorial, so I'm required by law to ask about Ella Anik, uh, co-captain for Proctor Hermantown as a Mirage won a state championship in 2021. What have you seen from Ella here as she's played all 30 games for you in her junior year? Yeah, no, I mean, even last year, um, watching her with Bemidji, she's a kid who can uh, beat F1 with her feet, super explosive in her first couple steps. Uh, freed her up a bit to uh, be more offensive and to, to join the rush, and she's taken advantage of that. So she's been a huge addition for us and given us some depth and more talent on the blue line. So from the word go, she's... You know, uh, experienced some success and, and played big minutes for us. So that was a huge pickup for us. You, you've been able to use the portal here. What are your thoughts on, on the success that you've had finding some good talent to, to help St. Cloud State in the transfer portal? Well, um, coaching professionally has helped me with that because for all intents and purposes, it's a free agency in college now. So um, I feel like... At my time at North Dakota, if you were going to plug a hole recruiting-wise, that was you were going to have to see around corners. You were going to have to do a good job of uh, filling holes down the road. And if you lost somebody or something happened, like you're not filling that hole for another two, three years. Whereas last spring, we were able to identify you know, our lack of depth and some holes in our uh, lineup and we were able to fill them. We felt like uh, through the transfer portal. So that's a huge difference from what was going on prior in college hockey and what it looked like building a program.
What do you think this is going to look like going forward? Uh, this is the last group. This year's fourth-year seniors are the last of the, of the players that can use the COVID exemption and come back for a fifth year. It, it feels like that will it, it'll maybe make the transfer portal not as populated, but I, I have to think it's still going to be important for uh, for coaches to find ways to use it at times. Well, it's not going anywhere, number one. So you have to either adjust or you're going to get passed by. Um, yeah, everyone thinks it's going to slow down with uh, uh, the COVID year and that fifth year going away. Um, it's easy to look for a different experience after you already have your degree and switch goals and just be looking for the master's component of another degree. Um, but I really don't know how much that's going to change. I mean, honestly, college athletics is broken. What's going on in the Power Five conference, the teams, like, it becomes harder and harder for schools uh, like ourselves to compete just financially with what they're doing. And for all intents and purposes in free agent, they can buy a player. We cannot. A couple more here for St. Cloud State head coach Brian Adolski. UMD this weekend, a two-game series in Duluth. Uh, your thoughts on, on matching up once again with the Bulldogs? Maybe a couple of keys for your group. Um, yeah, like uh, we're very similar in, in a lot of regards uh, as far as uh, how we play, depth. I mean, both games were very even, could have gone either way on both nights. Um, we anticipate two. You know, uh, super competitive uh, games because there's a lot on the line with playoff seeding and uh, everything else in the national picture. So uh, it, it'll have a very playoff feel without being playoffs yet, for sure. Is it weird thinking that you're going to see this group again in a playoff series in two weeks? It doesn't matter what happens down the stretch. The only thing that has to be settled is which building is going to happen in. Um, yeah, it almost has more of a pro feel, and we've even talked about, like, this is, it, it's a five-game series. <laughs> we're, we're preparing to play each other. You know, how much do you show right away this weekend? How much do you leave in your bag a little bit for the playoff series itself? Big difference playing on an Olympic sheet potentially for three games as opposed to playing an Amsoil and an NHL sheet. So th there's a lot going on. Last change, um, that's important when you're getting into uh, some of those situations in a close game. So, um, yeah, lots to think about. But, I mean, again, it's quality hockey and the best league in the country and uh, it's fun to compete at that level. Brian Adolski, head coach at St. Cloud State. My chat with Maura Kroll can be podcasted at kdal610.com. 2.45 pregames tomorrow and Saturday. 10.50, wrap it up in a moment. 6.10, 103.9 KDAL. Your twin port zone for UMB Bulldog Hockey. Shot score! UMB! KDAL. 10.59, back at it for the Friday edition tomorrow. And we previewed the women today. We'll do the men tomorrow. UMV men's assistant Cody Chupp had a long conversation. In fact, we were, I was in his office like an hour yesterday. You'll hear about 18 minutes of that. The rest of it was for fun, apparently. And also, Denver head coach David Carl was very gracious with this time earlier this week. You'll hear that conversation tomorrow as well. Brad's up next. Sound off for your Thursday. Have a great one. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. Hit us up on Twitter at Bruce Siski Show and let us know what you think. No. Yes. No. Well. 
No, I, I crossed my mind. Visit KDAL610.com to podcast today's show anytime. What'd you say? Listen to shows on demand and download for free. You can also subscribe via Spotify or your favorite podcast app. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. CBS News is up next. For more than 80 years, KDAL 103.9, W28FBFM, and 610 KDAL Delusive Superior, a Midwest communication station. KDAL.